How you feeling, somebody? You know, I really don't have too many complaints now that my bladder is fully functioning again. Hey, shout out to bladder. It'd be the little things these days. Yes. I imagine you'd be grateful for stuff you ain't even realized. It's like when you're before. Yes, like you know when you're sick and that one nostril you can't breathe out of and you spend all your time thinking about how you used to be able to breathe out of both. It's the same way when you can't get through the night without going pee like three times. I'd be like, damn, I remember those days all the rest of my life besides this week. (laughs) When I could sleep all through the night. Man, nah, you know what? The the nostril thing really caught me because you you really be thinking so hard about it. You be like, fuck, like, I didn't even think about the inconvenience of one nostril until until I only have one nostril. But then as soon as the other one opened, there's that, like, sweet relief, and then you go right back to forgetting. You it's go right so... Back to forget- it's like the epitome of taking it for granted. Like, I really be having, like, th- like those montages in my head where I'm like, remember all those times? I, I know we didn't really discuss this, but I was thinking we could start off a little light topic about toxic femininity because we did get a question in the DMs mm. talking about, does this exist? And if so, how do you define it? Like, we're Webster or something. <laughs> and- not like we're Webster. I, I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I, I guess mean, people... the way that the question was posed, you know, does, it's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. But before we do that, I would like to take the chance to be toxic really quick and just say yes. that, um, you know, ask me how I was and how oh, I I'm am. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that yeah. <laughs> I am a <laughs> struggling sack of human flesh because I am bleeding. <laughs> And I have something called booty cramps that I tried to explain to the homegirl yesterday, and she didn't get it. So now I just want to know if me and my best friend is the only motherfuckers who experienced the corkscrew booty cramp that happens. It's like a cramp in the center of my asshole that happens on day one and day two of my period. I don't know what that cramp is, but like, it is incredibly rude. Um, yeah, have you ever felt that? Is that a thing? I don't get them all the time. I, it's only when it's like, like when I switch to a new birth control and my body like hates me and stuff like that. Like in those rare moments, I'll have like booty cramps and I'm just like, what the fuck is this doing? Like, I have no uterus back here. I got no no nothing. Why does my booty feel away right now? Like, Yeah, no, I get it at least once every cycle. Like, I get, and it's not like a sustained feeling, you know? It's not like I'm walking around the entire day with this booty cramp. But it's like, it comes at odd times and you're just like, ah, it's a booty cramp. And then like, right. and, and then it passes and you keep it moving. Oh, <laughs> but it awful. is a very real feeling that I am having. And I'm just like, fuck, this really sucks. It sucks to bleed like this. I get it like does. this every month. Every month I'd be so flabbergasted at the audacity <laughs> of my body to bleed like this. Facts. I just saw this meme today that was like, Every single month, I'd be dramatic and acting like it's my first time having a period because every month it's just as bad. And I was like, that's, 
I was like, that's honestly so accurate. Like, day two of my period, I'm like, why does everybody hate me? This and then I'm like, this is day two. This is day two. Yeah. Two, even though I know exactly how long it's going to last, I know what it's going to be like every time. I'm just like, we're still doing this right. again. Why is it still a thing? One thing we did not do. I'm Damn, not we didn't. Connected. We didn't introduce ourselves. We didn't say hello. We never say hello. <laughs> I know. We just be getting into it. God, you we know, gotta get I better kinda, at this. I do kind of like that we just get into it, though. Like, sometimes I feel like people, I mean, do they really need to yeah. say hello to each other? I mean, sometimes it do be slowing it down, but let's just say it for good measure here, right. um, because this is the uh, Shameless Pussy podcast called Shameless Conversations, da, 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 about, about pussy. There you go. Yes. Um, featuring two queer black women who talk about pussy, yeah. periods, sex, sex relationships, relationships, gay shit, clearly. Gay shit, right. Um, and you know, those interactions with the rest of our lives, basically, yeah. <laughs> get into <No>. it. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. That's the real shit. Yeah. Um, all, all, all of those things and all in an effort to make sure that we are doing a small part in helping to rid people of shame. Uh, yes. Any shame they may feel around any of those topics. Um, Yeah. That's that's yes. what we're here for. That's what this is for. We be trying to do that, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's also talk about this toxic femininity shit. Yeah, no, I thought this was interesting. I feel like this is a a buzz phrase that I've been hearing a lot more lately. Like we all know that like men are toxic, and like you know we're we're always talking about like the damaging shit men do to mm-hmm. women, and I feel like people are like much more honest about that now. But there is this whole thing of like toxic femininity mm-hmm. and i hear about this a lot as well um do you like on a personal level is I do. Calling you toxic? like what's yeah, happening no, i mean m- mostly i get it told to me in a sarcastic way like mm. you know when you're like playing around with somebody and you're like being more dramatic than you need to be yeah, like yeah like stable will be like that's that toxic femininity and like oh, i know damn. he's not being serious right but like sometimes little bit i'd be like hold on what you mean right and then actually hit that toxic femininity Um, but that's when shit really gets toxic right um no but i i think that like there's probably a lot more definitions than like i would consider Mm -hmm. but that dm definitely made me think and for me i think i've seen it most like toxic femininity comes up when you use your like feminine prowess or like typically female traits and attributes like to the extreme or in a way that's like deceptive or like intentionally harmful like Mm -hmm. some people call i don't know the act of like tricking toxic femininity or like Uh, you know so it's like it really depends how you feel about it but yeah i think when anytime like i kind of like that if you're using your female prowess i guess um, (laughs) in order to manipulate um or harm then then like I, I guess that is also toxic so like um you know if I cry in your face because I know that you don't like to see me cry in order to get something that I want you Hell know yeah so um toxic. you know or like to make you stay with me or to make yes. you feel guilty about leaving me or something like that like those are those are things that I guess scenarios that come up for me when I think about like toxic femininity 
Um, yes. Also, this idea that like bitches can't get beat up by by anybody. Like this, fight me, fight you know, mm. like fight me, like b- because you know <laughs> that you're small. Yes. Right. Exactly. And, yes. That's a good one. You know, you're you're like punking this other person into like putting you in harm's way because you think that they won't or something. Well, you're right? yeah, you're baiting someone, and I think yeah. that one comes up a lot in like intimate partner relationships because like I don't know, like women be like slapping people and expecting nothing and expecting in return. not to get beat the fuck like, up. I wasn't yeah. raised that way. Like you and don't just like, be putting we, hands on people unless you expecting to like get hands back. Yeah, and, and, yeah, exactly. So that that's a good example. I mean, but it can come up in anything. Like, and, and maybe this is a stretch, but I also feel like sometimes it's, like, the exploitation of, like, things, like, traditional male things. Like, being like, oh, I'm too weak and feminine to do this, mm-hmm. and then fuck around and get someone to, like, assemble all your furniture. When you really could have just been like, hey, can you do this for me? Right. But instead you, like, right. use your, like oh you know like little Mm. attractive feminine and like that might be an extension of it because that's like a mild form of manipulation you know what I mean but like any time where you're like intentionally being like using your feminine traits yeah to the extreme to get get over yeah Yeah. to get over in in some way shape form or fashion yeah um and it can be it can actually just be really dangerous I think um and more dangerous. And I think about that oftentimes because I have a younger brother and I think about how, you know, he could possibly be baited or be in the wrong situation at the wrong time if a woman decided, you know, she wanted to say something happened to her, like, and it didn't. Or Well, and we know that this happens where, like, women will say that they're pregnant when they're not. That in order too. to keep a person and then, you know, ultimately have to end up getting pregnant or will say that someone is their baby father when they know it's not. Yeah. Um, like that's wildly toxic yeah, and like is. something uniquely feminine. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I, but I also think what's interesting about the question in general is that like, I feel like when, when men specifically ask that question, they just want to hear you say that women fuck up to. They're that like women are toxic. Right. Oh, yeah, they need that. They yeah, need they that. they just need to hear you hear you say and acknowledge that it is also because everyone is is capable, you know? Like of, yeah, genderless. Exactly. It, like yeah, exactly. is genderless. <laughs> like so many other things. Um, right. <laughs> and yes, like I think that maybe there's like less accountability um um, among women about like how we can be toxic or like manipulative um, or harmful. Right. Um, but we are constantly, and, and it's because of the power dynamic, constantly telling yes. men um, about theirs, you know? Yes. So I think, and sometimes niggas just be needing to hear. I totally agree. The things. I, I think that like, Especially because now women are so quick to be like, that's toxic or whatever. And like men get accused of a lot of these toxic traits because they oftentimes lack emotional intelligence at a scale that Mm -hmm. women of their age do have, Mm -hmm. right? So they're getting called toxic left and right and they need this validation that like women too are toxic. Like you're right, we're all toxic. We are, yes, we certainly are. But I think another reason that I think men like drive at it so hard, which they might not realize is that women are kind of encouraged to do some toxic feminine things in, Mm. like, the historical scope. Like, we are encouraged to, like, 
look good and bat our eyes and like pretend to be weak to like fluff up the male ego and get a date right. or whatever. We're that encouraged to do these things that benefit us, you know, yeah. like I know that there's like meetings that I've been invited to because I'm like the young, attractive person in the room and that it's like mm. people listen more to women that they find to be attractive. Mm. You know, like that's an actual fact. And so like, I know that I've been used like that in my own, like in a professional setting. So right. it's like, I know that it's being encouraged in private settings. And so I think that like, men might not realize how like socialized it is and then they just really need someone to be like telling yeah. them the truth that they're not the only ones who fuck up right right that's i think but. that that's actually a really solid point too that like we're encouraged to do so and then at some point but i think maybe it's the same with men right they're encouraged maybe to exert some sort of like power or authority um, and then when they do, you know, it can be very problematic, um, and right. quote unquote and toxic. So I don't know. It's, it's a merry-go-round of toxicity. Like we, we all got right. that shit and we all need to probably be like more accountable, uh, in the ways in which we ourselves are toxic to others. Um, exactly. It's all individual. And I, I guess the, the broader point being like, anytime you're, intentionally manipulating people or being deceptive like it don't matter if it comes from your feminine trait your masculine trait right. your genderless trait like right. just right. cut it out could try you know <laughs> it'd be like oh you know what didn't have to do it like that you know scale it back maybe apologize or you know right. ac- account for it and grow my love go ahead and grow beloved right that's the best <laughs> you can do right what's next I think cool, we're cool, done cool. with that. Yeah, we got that out the way. Okay. And then, so the umbrella topic here is like the whole conversation of like what makes you gay. Oh, um, shit. I wasn't we, sure if we were going to do this one or the other one. Okay. Yeah. So, so Retro and I like watched this Instagram video. I can't remember who that guy is. He He's, on, he's like kind of getting famous on TikTok he, for uh, being the wokest nigga on there or something. Yeah, and he just, he, like, breaks down topics in, I mean... In a very smart and concise way, like... But also I, with a country accent that we like. Hell yeah! And he's cute. <laughs> and he's cute. And he's cute. The TikToker in question's name is George Lee, better known as The Conscious Lee or GeorgeLeeSpeaks.com. He is a co-host of The Chop Up Show. He is a speaker, edutainer, and facilitator of hard-ass conversations that nobody really wants to have with an educated black man, except maybe Amanda Seals and like all the woke people. Maybe it's just white people who don't want to have these conversations. Okay, yes, George Lee. Unfortunately, he married or whatever. Oh, um, damn, I didn't know that. Why to, like, a light-skinned bitch. Yeah, he made a whole video about how, like, just because she light-skinned don't mean I'm not down. It was really weird that people were, like, attacking him for having a light-skinned wife. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, toxicity's everywhere, y'all. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's, I'm like, damn. But he is very cute. You know, he got some he, brothers. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure that's all in the comment section. I'm <laughs> sure it is. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm done. Basically, yeah, he had it was a video of him with two other people talking about this concept of like the quote unquote gay agenda. And basically what they were explaining or like rationalizing away was this concept of like there is this agenda to like feminize us and one of the ways that they vision feminize like emasculating the black male image is 
like part of it is through like homosexuality. And this is like very, I would say, particular, particularly emphasized narrative in the black male community. Mm -hmm. So there's this idea of like, you know, you watch a TV show and it's like, that's what made you gay or whatever the case is. Right, or just like oversaturation of like, of gay activities on your screen. Or like exposure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Will, will then correlate to you being yourself Stimulate gay. like that gay gene. Yeah, right, right. Now, I mean, it just all feels very dumb. So I, I was kind of reluctant to have this conversation only because it just feels, I think it's like that liberation privilege again. I'm like looking at seeing or being around people who are, <laughs> who are homosexual does not then make you a homosexual. Well, it sounds really stupid on that level, but you could break it down. I mean, I, it does sound extreme when people are like, we, we talked about this a little bit. There was like a gay character on a Disney channel or something in like the mid 2000s. And a lot of people were like, I don't want my child watching that show with that gay kid on it. Like mm-hmm. fuck around and turn my kid gay. And I think like it, it does sound ridiculous to me, but honestly, I'm not going to say there's truth in it at all because that's wild and ridiculous. We know you're you're either gay or you're not. You don't, like, turn gay. You don't, like, right. have a change. It's not a vampire bite. But, like, <laughs> there there is the concept of, like, lack of exposure. Like, I know that I've been queer my whole life, but I didn't know until I was, like, old enough to understand that my dad's best friend was a lesbian that that was, like, an option, per se. Mm. Like, I, because as a little kid... Especially, like, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, like, being gay really was not normalized. And so, like, even people that were gay in fucking, like, liberal-ass states still weren't walking around holding hands, you know? Right, right. And so, like, my dad's, one of his best friends is a a lesbian and has always had, like, lesbian partners and, like, they live together. And Mm -hmm. even when I was, like, younger and we'd go over to their parties, I just thought they were roommates. And a lot of people would be like, oh, that's just her roommate. You know, trying Mm -hmm. to, like, make it okay because they, you know. Yeah. um, Just because people aren't aren't with it. Um, And so I think there is, like, like, some truth to the concept of, like, exposure. Like, you can't call yourself gay if you don't know what the fuck that is. And when I found out, like, oh, ladies can date each other, I was like, I'm all about it. Right. Right. Oh, and it's uh, National Coming Out Day today, isn't it? Yeah. Look at that. Right on fucking time. Yeah. Um, No, I feel that. I think what what actually can happen when we see more representation um, of just, like, of gay people everywhere um, is that you build a tolerance and also maybe with children especially because they're so uninhibited they can explore a little bit differently you know what I mean and express themselves a little differently so maybe they're like not gay but maybe they're like what like men in dresses that dress kind of look cool as hell I want to pull one on let me just see you know like I just want to see that don't mean I would like I'm gonna grow up to want to fuck a man like those are different things um but, you know, maybe maybe the expression of, like, femininity on a male uh, becomes more n- normalized. That's a good point. And, and I do think that's a thing. Like, you know, there's always, like, stories about, like, a, a young man, like, dressing up in his mom's, like, shoes or whatever mm-hmm. and, like, clomping around the house and, you know, his dad being like, I'm going to whoop your ass, boy, kind of Right, kinda vibe. I think that was, when like, it's... episode, you know, whatever of Empire. We definitely right. saw that shit between uh, exactly. Jesse Smollett and, um... Uh, Terrence Howard, man. 
Yes, yeah. except in that one, like, you know, he ended up being gay. But which which we could talk about that in a minute, the idea, like, the the social norm, like, the media norm of, like, feminization of gay men, which is kind of ridiculous. But, like, just because, I guess what I'm saying is, like, just because a, a child does, like, emulate something they see doesn't mean they want to be that. Like you said, yeah. like... This little kid might just really, like, think his mom is a superhero and, like, want to put heels on because that's what she wears, and it's really not deeper than that. Right. And maybe she, he just spends more time with his mom than with his dad, so, mm-hmm. like, he is connected to her more, and then he fucks around and puts her shoes on because he don't got no shoes like that. Yeah. And then you're out here calling your, like, emphasizing sexuality in your, like, four-year-old's life, which is just right. extreme. And, right. like... It's not that different than, like, him playing with a truck versus a Barbie. He don't know the fucking difference. It's right. just a toy. Or, you like, know? seeing and... a superhero wear a cape, and then all of a sudden he wants a cape, you know? Exactly. You know, like, I, I watched Spider-Man. Now I want, you know, to be able to to shoot things out of my wrist. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want Yeah, that should look cool. Yeah, it does look really fucking cool. Um, But <laughs> just wanting to be able to, like, do what you see most often or what feels you know what feels cool but yeah um sexualizing it is actually the problem i also don't really shout out to the siren uh fuck it. i know what was i saying damn i felt like it was a good point um, about not sexualizing and yes sexualizing of of children in general is like it's weird and it happens more often than people uh, would like to talk about like us pushing Facts. sexual ideals and um, projecting those things onto children it happens very yes. often it happens when you tell little girls not to wear shorts um, because mm. you, you feel like they're I don't know being fast be or gonna be looked at but I, I, here's actually what I was gonna talk about especially within the black community there's this uh, tendency to beat the hell out of you so that the world doesn't beat the hell out of you Yes. Sort of situation. So it's like, I'm going to, because I don't want the world to see you and, and, you know, ridicule you and make your life hard because you're gay, I am going to give you a hard time in this house. Um, so for, you're able to handle for it. For being gay. You know, like it's, it's such a weird, like, conundrum yes. that, that happens. Um, and so even at the mere, like expression of femininity on 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 boys um there's like this automatic like no life is going to be hard because you're trying to be a queer and now i'm gonna like do all the things to discourage you from wanting to to express yourself in this way so that's real and i think for me that's the challenge the most challenging part like i definitely Honestly, like I said, like, I could tell that I liked women for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. by the time I was, like, in elementary school, I could tell that I liked women. I just didn't know how to talk about it. And I definitely would ask my mom stuff, like, like, when there was a gay character on TV and stuff, I'd be like, how would you feel if I was gay? And I was asking her these questions in, like, fifth grade and stuff. And she Mm -hmm. would always just be like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Like, like she literally wouldn't even say anything other than that because she's like, if you're not gay, it doesn't matter. And if you are gay, like, let's have a real conversation. Like, I'm not doing hypotheticals. Shout out to mom. Right. And then my dad would say stuff like, he would be like, well, I would be sad because I think it would make your life a lot harder. Mm. Um, And 
you know, like he wasn't saying he would treat me different, but, but what you said about like that perception that, and I'm not saying it, it's easy or anything, but like yeah. there is that perception that like your life is going to be harder. So I'm going to throw all you, all of those challenges right now. That is horrible logic. I and, hate that but logic. You're right. But we, we love to do that. And, and I honestly don't know how much that discourages people either. <laughs> it does. <laughs> like, I think that it does have like historical context too, though. Right. Because it's like, you know, imagine trying to wrangle a, a little black child, um, you know, back in in the Jim Crow days, you know, mm-hmm. um, from exploring certain things. You have to, like, beat the hell out of your kid to make sure that they didn't, you know, drink out of the wrong water fountain, Real you thing. know. Um, and so I think there's, like, this history of, like, let me get to you and teach you this lesson before the world gets to you and tries to teach you this lesson. And I, and I get it, but I also feel like there's less of a need for it now. Like what we yes. need now is just more conversations and less and yes. fucking beatings. Um, right. No, I totally agree. And I, I'm not out to say that it's like completely ridiculous because yeah, I think that like the black parent mentality has always been like the less you do to be extra. And that like, this is my whole campaign about like, black kids can't be weird is because like the less you do to fall outside of society's bounds, a lot of black parents see that as positive because mm-hmm. it's like you're staying on track. You have less reason for the police or your teacher or whoever to fuck right. with you to further so, fuck with you because you're going to catch it either way. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so being gay is one of those things people can fuck with you about, especially if you're a man. Right. And I think that that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know how honest, like, the, the queer community is about talking about the fact that, like, black men in particular have an especially high burden for being queer mm-hmm. and for being out and queer. Mm-hmm. And and I think, like, there's, like, this really awkward line between, like, we've kind of accepted some some form of, like, the glamorized, sassy, queer black man. Like, he gets this, like, stage and agenda and, like, people want to talk like that. And, yeah, like the, the tightest like Andromedons of the world. Yes, but then if you're not like that, and also if you don't have, like, 200,000 followers on Instagram, right. then it's, like, <laughs> then it's, like, where do you fall? And then also, what if you're not, what if you're, don't identify with anything feminine, and you're still just gay, because that's right. how your sexuality right. is. What if, what if your biggest gay trait is that you like to fuck men, and not, <laughs> and not that, is you, that like, you like, pink, <laughs> pink glitter, on your eye on your eyelids you know like what the fuck right. like like what if what if that's the biggest you know trait that you just that's you just like to fuck men <laughs> right or you just love men and i think yeah, that's like yes. a really hard pill for for society to swallow i know we're still having a really hard time understanding like that gender sex and sexuality aren't the same and that like sexuality and like femininity and masculinity don't overlap actually Mm -hmm. like you if you're a but like if you like eating pussy you don't have to be a butch lesbian (laughs) like if you want to date women you don't have to be like extra wild aggressive you know like that's why there's lipstick lesbians too right i don't know what the like non-feminine male version of being gay is they have a name i really don't know if they have a name like i I looked at you like with wide eyes like damn i don't know if they're like cool names for them um I'm pretty sure there is, and I am just not privy because um, I myself and I am not a gay male, uh, culture, and not yeah. around enough of them to to like truly truly know. Okay, I would like to to kind of double down on the on the question of 
what makes someone gay or like what makes a man in particular gay right because that's always the bigger problem right um i feel like at at worst sometimes women don't get taken very seriously you know Mm -hmm. especially like if you're an attractive woman and you're and you're gay maybe like maybe you don't get taken very seriously they're, they they kind of like are dismissive of your by other gay women yeah yeah by other yeah. gay women or, or just like by men too like by anybody really right. just like you know ah uh, you know yeah you're gay but like whatever you know right um but i feel like with men it's still um dangerous it can be it can be like it's that's it's, real it's really dangerous especially with black men yeah, that's real. I, I would say, like, there is probably some percentage of, like, masculine-presenting black women that also fit into that danger. But, yeah, I think, like, there is heightened danger received from, like, other men. Yeah. Um, and I think there's still, like, a lot of negative connotations. Like, there's whole entire groups of men that are still, like, on the down low. Yeah. Because they don't want, like, the societal impacts of being gay. Yeah. To, <laughs> like, to be present in their lives. Like, there's the real physical fear like getting their ass beat mm-hmm. probability and then also like the social ramifications like other guys don't want to fuck with you in the locker room anymore because they think you're staring at their dick even though you never did that in the first place like right. it can really change your whole like social outlook yeah i i i'm almost feeling like inequipped for this one too right because i'm just like my stance has always been that like when when you when you say you're gay is when you're gay you right know? Um, <laughs> yep. And I don't know, like, maybe it's a little naive or something, but, like, okay, growing up, I had a, a brother. He was, like, a brother to me. Um, we grew up in church together. Um, and wherever you saw me, you saw him. We went everywhere together. If, if I stood up in church for, like, a testimonial, he would stand up right next to me and vice versa. Yes. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah, it was. It testify. is beautiful. Like we're we're still like, come on, testify, hallelujah, right. praise him. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. That was like my dog, right? And at one point in our like youth, because people knew we were close, they started asking me questions about his sexuality. You know. Mm, yeah, that's just annoying. You know, is he is he gay? Is he gay? Or like, I don't know. You seem gay. You know, like. Right. And, and, you know, nosy ass church people, young and old, you know, from from the from the adults to the kids would like started to yes. ask me these questions. And I maintained no, because he and I never talked about him being gay. Right. It's not that he couldn't have been. It's that he never said he was. And right. I was very adamant that until he came the fuck out and said something to me. And also, it's none of their business. But, like, until yeah, he part. said it, it wasn't a thing. Yes. And so, actually, yes, he is gay, and he was gay then, and, he, you know, he's been right. gay. <laughs> but I think that there's a lot of power in allowing people to proclaim what they are in their own time without, yes. without trying to, like, rush the process or, like, tell them who they are. And I... Sometimes it comes from, like, a good place because the, people want you to be comfortable. Like, if you gay, just be gay. You know, it's cool. Right. You know, like, <laughs> it's all right to be gay. Right. <laughs> they do come with that energy. Like, they do come with that energy, right? Which I'm like, damn, okay, then. Let me do it at my pace. Right? Just let me have my moments and my time. You know, right. like, chill out. Um, I feel you. Like, I also have, like, a, 
a close friend from like years ago and people love to ask like me and other of his female friends like is especially because he's not he's very private about like his dating life Mm -hmm. and just don't be out here you know posting shit on social media and stuff and people always be like is he gay is he gay and it's like first of all I don't know why you're asking me to validate someone else's identity y'all gotta cut that out (laughs) y'all gotta cut it out if you're not close enough with the person to to be able to ask them themselves then and, and I think that what bothers me too about it is like a lot of the times because people are just like their mind just goes straight to sex like they're worried about like what he's putting his dick in and it's like that like to me if you're not close enough to like have sex talk with the boy you should not be asking him don't be asking the boy about the sex i'm just no i just think that's so bold like does he come up to you and ask you who you're having sex with no because guess what y'all not that close and so it's so weird to me that people feel like they have the authority to like go to someone else and be like but what are his sexual preferences like bitch what right like why is that okay that that's something that i do think it's put on men a lot like for women there's fewer criteria and like you're saying like even a lot of women they don't get taken seriously when they are like screaming about how queer they are whereas men like they wear the wrong color shirt and they're gay they wear their pants too tight and they're gay they walk a certain way they can't fucking handle that god gave them those legs like that and now they're just gay or like you know like they're wearing the wrong season sweater and now they gay like it's just Mm. every opportunity for someone to call them out for doing anything that's perceived as feminine at all right they're automatically gay which is so weird to me and I can't imagine how hard that must be if, and especially trying to explain it to like black women, yeah. you know, like it makes me sad. I think it honestly, like it makes me sad to think about like how, how confining and restrictive, you know, like that can, that can truly be and how much of that really can shape an identity, you know what I mean? Or like cause some sort of like identity crisis within you because then like you know if let's say henry likes a finger in his butt you know what i mean like maybe he discovers that he likes a finger in his butt not any finger like his girl's finger his girl's finger he likes his girl's finger in his butt but him uh, henry and the girl who fingered his butt broke up you know and uh henry as a black man is like you know i gotta get back out there on the market and He's trying to get back on the market, except now he has this whole thing where he likes a finger in his butt, and he's scared to tell his... He can't just his, say it. Right, yeah, yeah, he's scared to tell his next girl that, that he likes that, because you know what um, you know what Tasha gonna do? Tasha gonna be like... Oh, he gay. And tell everybody gay. he gay. And then tell everybody like, this nigga Henry gay. He asked me to put a finger in his butt, bruh. Like... And so then, all of a sudden, Henry's having a whole identity crisis, you know, because he likes a finger up. Talking about, am I gay? I don't know. Am I really gay out here? You know? Right. (laughs) No, to me, it's like, men being accused of being gay is like women being accused of being a hoe. Like, you could be a whole virgin and be a, like, Mm. and be called a hoe. And, like, a man could never have even had a sexual thought about another man, but, like, likes anal stimulation and suddenly he's a whole gay man right, <laughs> like right, right like and it's and he, he's never he doesn't even want to like right. <laughs> like i, I don't know, know that I, she was busting for a second and now all of a sudden like <laughs> y'all got me in queer eye <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no, I don't know if you ever watched The Office, but there was this episode where, like, one of the characters, there's, like, a rumor that he's gay, and then he walks around the whole day being like, damn, am I gay? This evidence really stacks up, you know? And then, like, really, <laughs> no, at I the end, it, like, realizes he don't like men, so he's not gay. And it's like yeah. he had to have this whole transformative process. And I'm like, I wonder how many men, I mean, not with the dramatics of that, yeah. but really have to say that to themselves, like, damn. Right. Right, like they have to go through through all of that, which is why, like, I maintain that you allow other people to decide what they are. So somebody came at me in a comment section uh, under a post about, you know, trans people, and um, she was like, Actually, first of all, I don't understand why she made it so personal to herself. <laughs> it's actually very fucking weird. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with the post, really. But, like, what she, what she asked me was, she was like, so, what you telling me? And this is how, yes, this is how I, like, yeah, read her book. clearly. Um, <laughs> so, what you telling me is that if my husband come home and he tell me that he has sex with um, a trans woman... But he not gay. I'm just supposed to believe that he not gay. Why? Um, yeah. First of all, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm telling you. Number one, I don't know why your husband is coming home to tell you that he's sleeping with trans women. But I'm sorry that that's happening to you. Her husband reading that like, bitch, what in the hell? Right? Is- what kind of scenario do you have? You like, wrote why you had to say that to make your point? Like. So the advice that I gave her was, and, and I, I'm not sure, I say advice because I'm not sure what the fuck she's going through now, right? But I'm like, <laughs> the advice that I ended up giving her was, you need to decide what you're comfortable with and what you want to do with that information. Like, do right. you want to leave? Do you want to stay? Do you want to inquire for more information? These are right. options that you have if someone tells you some news like this. And then from there, you allow the other person to do what they need to do for themselves. You know, like whether right. that is label themselves, as, you know, gay or like go express that or, you know, figure that out. Or, you know, it's just theirs. That part is theirs. You deal with right. your part, which is what you're going to do in relation to like their decisions. And right. you let them decide what their sexuality is and where it lies like it's not your job to go around telling people that they gay like it's just not it's not your job well and I hate that component of like oh I'm just supposed to believe him like yes and then also like tell me what you gain by not believing him does it make him more gay if you don't believe him does it make him no it doesn't really change anything that right happened you're still in a you fucked up situation because you married <laughs> to a man who cheating on you and who's cheating on you <laughs> and and now you got to deal with that like you just you got to deal with that off top well and like the clear issue here too is like you said i don't know what that has to do with him being gay like right. i think there's just like um a lot of confusion about like what it means to be trans and like I don't know. That's confusing to me because I'm like, well, if it's a trans woman and they, like, identify as trans, like, no, that's not gay because that's a woman. Right. And I think, like, we touched on this when we, like, talked about this conversation before, but I think that, like, that's just a conversation that many women have a hard time with. Like, the fact that trans women are women Mm -hmm. and that that doesn't take anything away from their own 
humanity and femininity and right. womanhood. Like Except that, that women were screaming in these in these in the comment section about how trans women are not women. Well, tell me what the fuck they are then. Like I'm just confused. What like, they're saying is that they're men. Like that they that they are men. Like it, and it got it got it was bad. Like I honestly, I'm surprising myself for even you know like responding. But I think I just got really upset and fed up by the trajectory of the conversation and just how downright disrespectful and close-minded black women were being about like trans identity like if you don't understand gender trans identity sexuality and orientation like if you don't understand the difference between those or if even if you feel like you do have a good understanding of it like that has nothing to do with like the safety of certain people and that's what the post was about it was mm. about it was about staying safe so now i feel like i have to like bring the whole shit up and i'm i'm finna i'm finna yeah. but i was really i was really disappointed in black women in general um in, I, in, I, in yeah. this comment section it really hurt my spirit okay so this post was was created by uh one of the stars from the show pose angelica ross is her name and just the last part of the post, um, I'm going to go ahead and like go over. She said, I don't believe in guns. I've been in the military, but it's just not for me. I'm getting a Doberman, though, and I'm getting it trained to have that kind of protection. At this point, I think folks are going to have to learn that they can't fuck with us. Um, she goes mm. further to claim some black cis women and society as a whole are accomplices in the treatment of black straight men. It irks me to my bones, the ignorance that comes from some cis black women who can't hear that I'm not saying you are the cause for black men killing trans women. What I'm saying is you telling him he's gay for dating a black trans woman is adding to the toxic masculinity. It's mm -hmm. adding to him performing this toxic masculinity for you. That's real. I thought that was very clear, you know, and like very yeah. concise. And she was also just speaking on like how black trans um, bodies are unsafe, like and, and right. people are dying at alarming rates. Right. And so uh, the top comment here was the gag is violent acts happen to every group of people. Stop making one violent act greater than the next. Fuck that shit. Right. I hate that. Anytime anyone ever tries to bring it down to, like, some bullshit like that, I'm like, you really, really, really weren't in class the day that percentages were taught. Yeah. Because, yes, every population experiences violence, but it's the rate of violence which is the problem. Right. Clearly. And right. it's also the type of violence. Like, I'm not talking about you got fucking slapped or someone... You know, like, like talk shit to you. Robbery, We're talking about you know, dead violence bodies. at home. We're talking about brutalization of, yes, of like, bodies. Like tort We're talking about torture in some instances. Like harassment. I remember seeing that video of um, the the trans women who were like walking home at night, and a group of like men just like beat the hell out of them for no fucking for, reason. For no yes. real reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what's so real about that post. Like, yes, it's not saying that, like, black women are the reason that men... Because that's the other thing that really drives me crazy is, like, black men tend to beat the shit out of 
black trans folks way more than black women do. Mm. Um, it seems from like what social media and the, the police reports tell us. And that is so clearly like an attack on their own personal view of masculinity when they see someone else that they feel contradicts what they got going on right. or challenges it in any way. And it's so wild to me. Like it's, that. it's ridiculous. And like I said, like really, really confining and like in very harmful ways. And we're seeing that we're seeing the result of that. And so like, yeah, like embedded within these comments is a whole lot of black women saying, I don't want to have the label of sis. I'm a woman period. Uh, that's just literally what it means right her statement about it being black women's fault is ignorant and it like pisses me off and like there's just there you go not reading though there's like she literally said it wasn't your fault it it literally says that they misgendered her in here just yeah intentionally just like here he go bringing black women into this and i'm i'm just like i guess hmm what is the word? I am vexed, I guess is a word that I'm I'm just gonna try to pull out. I'm vexed like at how at how visceral these reactions are from mm-hmm. black women. Um and at how like committed to this whole like I guess toxic masculinity thing. Like he has to he has to a black man has to be like, like you said, this like puritanical version of a of a man in order to not be gay, and and making him perform in those ways is in itself toxic. It is, is fuck. it is you adding to toxic masculinity that he then has to perform, and it is toxic as a woman, you know, and and manipulative because you want him to abide by a certain agenda for you. Well, and to be completely honest, like, we always put toxic masculinity on men as if it's something they learn in a, ba- a vacuum. Mm-hmm. But every mom who doesn't, who still does their laundry for their 30-year-old son is enforcing toxic masculinity. Every mom who makes their daughter cook and clean and doesn't make their son do it, like, that's where they learn it, from their mom who enforces, well, and obviously their dad as well, whoever, right. both both. Any just whoever, like, it, yeah, it is, like, definitely a socialized thing. It's, it's everybody's know, like a, problem. A conditioned issue, right. Black women just didn't feel like being complicit in nothing. They were like, ain't shit my fault, I'm oppressed. You know, like, I feel right. like that's what all the comments were basically about. Like, ain't nothing my fault, I'm oppressed. Niggas be gay when they touch anybody that's other than a black woman. Fuck it. You know, right. like, I'm, it just, <laughs> Fuck it. No, it, I <laughs> it was just so much for me. But I but I do feel like I feel like I have homegirls like right now who will listen to this and be like, nah, but like it's gay for a man to ask me to stick my finger in his ass. Or like it's like but, but, I think I think he may be a little gay if he like wants those things. It's not just these women on the internet. And I think oh, that's the definitely. part that's hurting me is that I probably know more women like this than I don't. Well, and I think that that's, that's why, like, I, I totally agree. I think that it is something that, like, the black community really refuses to talk about. Like, the, because I don't believe that there is a gay agenda, but there is definitely an anti-gay agenda. And I think oh. for, 
Sorry, that was good. I don't believe that there is a gay agenda, but there is definitely an anti-gay agenda. What's the most devastating part is that a lot of black folks in particular, and I would extend this to like Latin American and like Asian, at least Asian American folks as well, mm. that really try to use religion as a as a as the reason that being gay isn't okay. And like obviously as somebody who's religious, I'm continuously bothered by that because mm. like on Judgment Day, God is not going to be worried about asking you questions about who else is gay. And I think sometimes they do it under the guise of like, well, what I'm supposed to do is like get people over to God. And you can't be, you can't be over to God if you are also like if you're gay. queer. Yeah. yeah like... I can't convert you if you're gay. So first, first things first, I have to deal with this gay problem that you have. And then I'm going to like try to bring, bring you to Jesus. Layer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm gonna try to bring no, and I think that that's, like, so wild. I mean, I, uh, the church that um, my dad goes to, one of the previous pastors wrote a whole book about, like, the sins of homosexuality and how homosexuals, like, you know, are scorching the earth with their, like, gay virus and shit. And I was just, like, it, it was so, yeah, so wild. And I'm just, like, damn, that's... And, of course, like, he was a man, right? And so, like, it always brings me back to, like, how toxic like how that internalized sense of like masculinity because as you said at the beginning like the bottom line is always that like you just let that other person express it for themselves and right. until they do so it's really not even an issue and like I don't know just have some autonomy like you know I people, right. people always want to make it an issue I think to that that one commenter's point who made it very personal you know right people want to have an issue when it when it directly like touches them in their lives and and what they thought they wanted for themselves right so if it's like if it's the case that it's like a person that you wanted or had or like that you have like an intimate relationship with that is you know maybe questioning or exploring their sexuality in ways that you don't understand then that's when they feel like it's their business. And I'm here to tell you, even in those cases, it's still not your fucking business. It's not. All you can do is exercise your own autonomy to do what you need to do for yourself. So if, like, that's not your... It's okay if you don't like niggas who like fingers in their asses. I'm personally not into niggas who like to be peed on. It's just it's just not my jam. Everybody likes what they like. You know, though. everybody like, but and and so I'd be like, hey, if that's what you into, then that's what you into. But that's not something that like I can stick around for, and that's my business. I've definitely been with men who like need their nipples stimulated, you know, yeah. in order to to Come. you know, yeah, arrive at completion and all that. Come, and, uh, nuts. <laughs> right, <laughs> bust. <laughs> but it don't make them gay. And when I've like said that, I definitely have other men who have been like. Oh, that's gay. And I'm like, T now tell me how a woman <laughs> stimulating this man's nipple makes him a homosexual. Like, I think people just really sometimes, like, I don't know if it's they forget or that they just, like, really extremify, like, what sexuality is. But, like, y'all forget that you can't be gay unless you are attracted to the opposite sex. Right. So, right? And, like, and, and I'll take it a step further. I feel like you gotta want to act on it. <laughs> You gotta want to act on manner. it. In some manner. Right. And, and then, like, I think when, when you toss, like, trans identity in there as well, that's when motherfuckers really just be like, now, you just wait a goddamn minute. Right. Like, <laughs> Slow you, down. You had gave me the rules. <laughs> 
and it was based on gender. Now what you're telling me is ain't no gender and shit. You want to tell me that this this is this oh, and that's that. that. You know, like they, it's just a Gender whole. fucks everybody up. They be so upset, like, at the, like, it's funny because we can get people on the train of, like, race as a social construct, yeah. but the minute, the minute we get, and, like, I mean black people in particular, we could be like, look, race is a social construct, da 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 Black people be like, okay, I'll look into that. And right. then you'd be like, gender is a social construct, and they'd be like, nah, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> what you heard. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't see why, what? I'm I'm laughing at it, but, like, the unfunny part of it is that, like, people will try to beat you up, like, literally and verbally over that, you know? Like, over feeling like gender cannot be a social construct. They want to fight. It's silly. No, like, this is not an attack on you. Like, it's hard. I think you're, you're right, though, and I think that that's... Like you were saying, like the personalization of it, it's wild to me because that's, you know, a couple years ago, my best friend always tries to do something dramatic at my fucking graduations. And anyway, came out to her mom at my graduation a couple years ago. Oh, damn. She made that shit all about her, didn't she? No, well, you know, I didn't give a shit. And we had talked about it in advance. She okay. didn't just like do it. She was like, uh, I'm going to have a lot of support. Everyone's going to be there. Your parents will be there. My parents will be there. Everybody that I need to support me in this decision. An expression is going to be there. We were like, cool, do the thing. She did it. And her mom took it so personally. And we knew her mom would. That's why the support was necessary. But her mom took it so personally as if someone had, like, been killed or something. And that always... I I expected it. I knew it. I understand her mom. Or I don't understand. But I know her mom's views on the whole thing. And... Still, I'm like, but how'd you figure that this was about you right. at the yeah, end of the was, day? Like, how'd you me. go ahead and twist that around? It, it's, how did uh, that's it's it's so common, you know? Uh, I'm actually thinking about that episode uh, that kind of made Lean that put Lena Waithe on the map. That was supposed to be um, like sort of a mirror, you know, maybe a loose one, but like a mirror to her experience with her mom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. in the Master of None show. It's yes, you know, the, the I know thanks- exactly. What yes, you're talking the about. Thanksgiving episode, which was a really, really good episode. That's and- why I know exactly. What you're yes. About. <laughs> <laughs> and, and her mom, played by Angela Bassett, come on, Miss Angela, um, yes. was Ooh, like, yes. "What did I do wrong? You know, like that was. Yeah. Her. Did I not show you a good enough example of what womanhood is? Of what women should be yeah. like? All women or, should be just like me right? because I didn't." <laughs> You know, keep I a man you. in the house. I like I failed. Yeah, that person of yes. the situation is really crazy. It's like how and why would you make my attraction to other people like your issue? Like how the well, fuck how yes. did you even arrive at this space? Well, and I know plenty of people who like when their parents get a whiff of the fact that they might be queer, they're like it's because I didn't take you to church enough. I'm like, now how in the fuck do right. you think a book and a room full of people singing songs was going to influence how did you, my... How did you figure? How <laughs> my ability figure? to express to you my actual, true, lived identity. Like, right. I don't know how... I mean, maybe you're right. It would have suppressed it for longer. But, like, right. how do you think that you taking me anywhere has anything to do with what I just... that's how are born, too. Like, don't be <laughs> repressed for longer. Just... Oh, my God. Please don't, because that's... <laughs> That's how serial killers come out. Like, they just, you know, a whole lot of shame. And I laugh, but that's what every... 
CSI and Criminal I mean, Minds I watched Criminal Minds <laughs> has ever taught me in life is that most of them are closeted, like, you know, queers. Who <laughs> well, and then they have a lot of harm of, inflicted on them. And I yes. think that's just... But yeah, I, there there does seem to be a lot of personalization. And like, even... I don't know, in my own family, the concept of like coming out, it was very much like, oh, well... It gets personalized because parents, especially, like, older folks who care a lot about what other people think and, like, traditional thought are always like, well, what will so-and-so say? And I'm like, why the fuck do they care who I'm having sex with? Right. At the end of the day, like, I don't see how that factors into my life. Right. What your church pastor has to say. I see him twice a month. Like, I don't, for two hours. For two hours. And it's not even that good, you know, like. They be singing the songs off key and shit, and the sermon make me sleepy. Like, I don't even, I don't even no, know why we're true. here. Um, I mean, shout out to National Coming Out Day. I feel like this was yes. definitely, yes, <laughs> this was definitely on time for that. Um, you know, I'm, I'll get deep for a hot second and say Ooh. that, like, I most recently decided that I need a better spiritual practice you know and Mm. and i need i i need to be better about maintaining a spiritual practice um and in coming to that conclusion i think i also realized how deeply harmed i really was by going to church every sunday knowing that i like had different thoughts and 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 attractions and i and ideals you know from the people around me um in church and you know, it, it it sucks. It hurts a lot, you know, to, to grow up in a space where you feel like something is wrong with you and you're made to believe that something is, is wrong with you um, and that your thought process is inherently flawed and that you're going to fucking hell for it, you know? Jesus, I hate the... I cannot do the fire and brimstone preaching because I'm just like, you can't just tell me I'm going to hell because I'm not the kind of person who's encouraged by defeat. You right. cannot start there. Right, right. Because I'll just because stop showing just like, up to damn, this thing. That's just where I'm going to go, like, I guess. Like, I have no choice. That, yeah, oh, that's just it, you know, like, and, well, and it's I'm also a, yeah. not a place where you can ask a whole lot of questions or, like, where, yes. where questions are. Yeah, it, long story short, I am coming into contact with just how deeply harmful that has been for me and how it has impacted, like, my spiritual practice, but... Uh, I'm trying to like actively, I guess, come out of that by realizing that I I am a very spiritual person, you know, not Mm. just, not just regular Bible thumper spiritual either, because honestly, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible where I'm like, eh, you know, not not for me, you know, (laughs) you know, maybe that in itself is very like controversial. I'm still figuring, figuring it all out for myself, but I do like really believe in like, my ancestors and like the people who who came before me being guided by them and like you know generational trauma you know that that you're that you work on breaking um you know like so they're like crystals and spirits and spirit gods and you know yes all of that I think all of that is very present you know within me and it's been a hard fucking year and it's been way too hard to to not have a spiritual practice or feel connected to anything and I think that if you are someone who is more religious and you end up pushing people further away from God like 
because of how you treated them or because you let them know that they don't fit into the mold, then you've done your job fucking wrong. Yeah, you missed it. You, that you wasn't missed it. it. That was you not the assignment. missed it. And that really sucks. And I guess I'm just, like, taking up arms within myself right now these days and being like, no, I still have a right to my spirituality. Like, even yes. even if it doesn't look the way that I, you know, I was raised, that it had to look, so... No, that's real. And I mean, I guess just to just to linger here a, a minute, I think that like um, sexuality and uh, yeah, religion, spirituality, like oneness with the universe, all the, those are kind of complex topics. I, you know, was raised in a very church going home mm-hmm. and all that. And like I said, like this pastor wrote a whole book about how being gay was bad. And like yeah. he had this program I suspect the man was homosexual, but he had this program where okay, he... Usually, I hate it. Let me tell you what this man would do. He would take in troubled youth, in particular the queer men, mm-hmm. and let them come over to his house, do exorcisms on... Like, let him let them stay at this his house. Like, like he, he would, like, you know, mentor them. And I'm not saying he, like, did anything appropriate, inappropriate or, like, sexually or anything like that. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, would never make those accusations. But basically... He would do exorcisms on, on them to, like, get their evils out and their demons and all this stuff. And, like, basically had, like, a training program, you know, for, like, becoming less gay or, like, becoming straight. And he had, like, people that had successfully gone through the program. And it's like, well, then how am I little 10-year-old ass, knowing I got a crush on his girl at school, right. supposed to go to church and feel, you know... At home my- or welcome or, like... Well, and, like, I had a hard time because, actually, the first sex dream I ever had was about two women. And it, and then we went to church and I was like, Oh, I feel so funny. I don't know what to do with all this energy. Am I a bad person? And so for a long time, I think to be like therapy session here is like masturbating was really hard for me because I'm turned on more by women than men. And so, Mm -hmm. and then there was like that Christianity aspect in the background where it was like, but this is the devil's work and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, so I shouldn't touch myself because that makes me think of two ladies being together. Yeah. And, and so then like, after I started having the opportunity to choose not to go to church, I distanced myself from all religion for quite a while because I just didn't, I knew that like, there's some kind of like, homey comfort about going to certain churches and like having that feeling and communion and fellowship but it's also just like I don't know I've been to churches where it's like I went to that church for several months I enjoyed the pastor and then one day he's sitting there telling me how everybody who's homosexual going to hell and I'm like oh so I'm not welcome here I guess I'll go home and never come back like because it's so dismissive of who who I am and I'm also not ashamed about who I am so it's like why would I just take that right Um, I I didn't like I didn't like other people trying to make me feel ashamed about who I was either or or at the time I really didn't know you know like right at, at the time I didn't really think about it as like a sexual orientation you know I just knew that in my head it if they thought that this is what was right like condemning gay people I knew that it wasn't you know yes like it, even just my thoughts and my opinions felt like wow I'm not safe here yeah man this conversation has really kind of like taken a whole lot of different shapes um so sure i has. don't know how the fuck we're gonna mark i know in particular but i, <laughs> I was like necessary. <laughs> yeah it was definitely healing which i think honestly is like part of the goal of this um i know a couple points i was like should i should we weave back to another topic mm. but but um no i mean 
I think that it's important for like folks to kind of have these conversations with themselves just to bring it back to like what what makes you gay what is gay like sometimes it's really important like even as folks that are like really sitting comfortable in their queerness to still ask themselves and interrogate themselves about like how what you do or how the experiences you've had contribute to the way you feel about yourself and your own identity like church definitely was a big like opportunity to self-hate for me and for a lot of other gays right and and not just church but also like you know sometimes hanging out with other black women that were like very anti-gay yes or very not i don't even want to say anti-gay i think also just very like anti not being this brand of feminine right like femininity or whatever being anti like not being this brand of of masculine either because i think also, I have I tend to have like a lower tolerance for women, like the women in that comment section, um, like as friends. I like I, I have a yeah, low tolerance true. for like listening to that kind of like rhetoric. Um, yeah. On the regular, like it it, it just it, it does not sit well with me. It has never sat well with me to to police somebody else's sexuality based on my own understanding of sexuality and identity. Um, maybe you need to figure out why you feel so strongly about that in general. Um, That's real. Yeah. Yeah, I would build on that by saying, like, a a takeaway, I guess, is that, like, it's always okay not to know, but what's not okay is to, like, impart on other people how you feel, especially if you don't know. And so, like, yeah, that very much relating to what you say I think that like you know you and I wanted to have a larger conversation about this but we're like relatively ignorant about trans stuff and so we were like okay well well that's not necessarily a conversation we can have and we had to even question ourselves like damn how ignorant even are we right? right and like that's sometimes you don't even know where you're starting from but I think that's the thing like if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, if you've never been gay, if you don't have no gay people in your circle, yeah. maybe you shouldn't be the first one to hop on the internet and tell other people what does or doesn't make them gay. So it's like, yeah, definitely question yourself. Question what you know. Question your learning. Um, and then also question, like, why is it so personal to you? I right. think is also a big theme. Like, a lot of other people's identities, I'm a venture to say 100% of other people's identities don't have shit to do with you right. and you don't got to take it personally, I promise. You, you really don't. don't. Even, <laughs> even if they're well connected to you, even if you have an intimate relationship with them, you don't have a right to stake claim on their identity or try to shame them into like performing their identity in a way that like feels okay to you, even if they started out that way. Yes. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway is just like, like you said, no matter what your relation to anyone else is, no matter how close you are to them or anything, the best thing you can do for a person is to accept them and try to love them for who they tell you they are (laughs) and like, and, and not impart your feelings or whatever, just support them and try to understand. Right. And if you can't still give them that support anyway, you know, like, because it's not about you. Even in that, I, like, I see the legal loopholes that, like, <laughs> you know, black women in particular, because that's who I'm, I'm kind of mad at right now. Right, um, right, right. I see the legal loopholes, but that, but I do know, but I do know that he gay if this is this, and X is this, and Y is that. Like, I, but I do know, and... Right, because you connected those dots. Right, you know, bitch. 
Um, you know, <laughs> like this I'm, is a I'm fucking Nancy Drew on Who's Gay. You feel like you know. Even if you feel like you know, please know that it is also not your responsibility to impart what you quote unquote know onto others and make that their reality. Like, well, that's the thing. It's never your job to make other people's decisions, including about how they express or define themselves. It's never your job to never. decide things for other people. Even right. if those people are your fucking kids, when right. it comes to their identity, they define it, not you. Right. Um, so be mad, but um, <laughs> that's not going to change right, it. Be mad quietly. Um, right and and on your own uh, on (laughs) on your own and try not to be I think in being more quiet about stuff like that like even when you feel like you know you can be less complicit in harming someone else or like you know like that's that's the part like make sure that you are minding your business so that other people can properly mind theirs and and we can all make sure that we are safe out here you know, right. like, yes. because times is still, you know, rough and dangerous. And I don't care how right. cool it is to be to be gay nowadays. Times are still rough and dangerous. Also, and like the immediate reaction to like, I don't like this is is fear and like and, and violence. Um, and so that's why I want to say, like, I know that everybody thinks it's cool to be gay. But as we talked about especially, you know, black gay men and, like, and trans people, like, everybody under... black women. Yes, everybody under the LGBTQIA umbrella is not safe. The, the, The narrative of being gay and happy and okay is for white people in the suburbs. Right. It's, that's not universally true. You will still get your ass beat being a queer black person in any fucking... (laughs) <laughs> any na- and yeah these, like anywhere even more so because with the current climate of the world and like how comfortable people are showing their hate even if you yourself don't hate gay people you know and would never think of inciting any sort of violence understand that your words have power and yes can, and impact you can impact you know or like persuade someone else unknowingly into like a violent situation, like, yes. you know, because you are complying with it, like misgendering people on purpose and like spouting the, uh, the rhetoric that like trans women aren't women. Those are the same phrases that like a white man will use right before he kills that person. Like, don't, don't yeah. be complicit in using the same language that like people who will take up arms, you know, will use. use. Well, as ammunition, I think that's the thing is just that like, any negativity against another person for for a perceived part of their identity can be used as ammunition for people that are truly evil and harmful and have hate in their hearts. And I and I think that like people really don't realize that. I think the internet makes it really easy to act like what you say isn't going to hurt anybody, but what you need to do is act like you're talking to your like 8-year-old little child or something like that. You need to act like every time you're beefing with someone on the internet that they deserve compassion um because first of all if you don't think they deserve that why are you talking to them and then second of all like they're still a human at the end of the day or and like you said like even if you're not harming them you could be doing larger harm like words mean things words matter what you say matters and how you and I think like as far as the larger impact thing like it also says a lot for, like you're saying, like the black female narrative about queerness. I don't want black females to be 
and black people in general to be the ones railing against queerness in the year 2020. Like, we need to do better as a community. That includes everyone. That includes all of us. Like, I question my assumptions all the time about, about, about what I feel about masculinity and, and, and all of this shit. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, I really encourage other people to do the same. Even if you think you know real shit, if you haven't lived it, you probably don't know. Right. So, like, that, like, slow yourself down in that process. I know trans people, and I still don't fucking know. I you know what I mean? Don't like, like, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't. What I do know is to keep my mouth shut sometimes because I don't that know. Part. You know, like... <laughs> That part, and, and then you know if you it's hard for a bitch like me, I'm loud. I like to talk about stuff. That's I, you know, but like, come on, like, yeah, we we. I think you're yeah. right. We gotta do better. Um, we gotta do better, and and also, I guess the final final takeaway I have is like, don't worry about who's oppressed more than you. Like, it's not a challenge. It's not a competition. It doesn't actually matter. Again, at the end of the day, yeah. God's not gonna be like, did you win the oppression battle or did that trans black women right. win the you oppression battle? The no, trans black women. <laughs> Win the impression battle? So disappointed. <laughs> That's not stopping you from the pearly gates, bitch. It's not. Like, it's not. It's not. But not loving your, not loving other people, not accepting other people definitely is. And so, like, yeah, I don't want us to be the stopping block, like, of people, genuine, real humans feeling accepted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, also, like, there's not, like, I feel like sometimes people operate as if there's a list, like, First, we've got to liberate black men, and then we've got to liberate black women. <sighs> Bitch, and then that's when a f- we're done oh. with doing that, we'll come around back to the trans, you know. We'll think about the rest and, of you, you know, and like think about liberating them as well from violence and harm. I actually, and yeah, and all of that. Like, that's not uh. how this works. You can, you can be concerned for all at the same time, and I think that the sooner we rally around one another in all of these communities, the better off. We'll be able to fight the things that are really harmful, you know, like systematic oppression and, you know, like racism. Like, we will be able to liberate ourselves. Well, and I would, yes, and I would take it a step further. I say this all the time. Liberation is collective. There is no such thing as liberating black men and not liberating trans black men. There is no such thing as liberating women and not liberating trans black women that are also lesbians. Like there's no such thing as individual liberation because then that means, because it's not as if trans black people aren't black all of a sudden when they have a trans identity. I'm not, not, I'm not not black because I'm queer. So how are you going to liberate my black self and then oppress my queer self? Like that doesn't make sense. People are intersectional. Intersectionality. (laughs) Like liberation is always going to be collective. And if you don't have an interest in understanding how that works for everybody you're actually harming the cause you really are even if it doesn't even if it's like well i don't fuck with gay people why 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 everybody gotta be gay all the time why i gotta support gay people you're not supporting gay people buddy you're supporting humans you're supporting other humans that just deserve the rights you have that's it that's it so now she's out she's out the bag She ain't going like back. a really tough, like, Reading Rainbow episode on queerness, <laughs> bro. Like, it just... Yes! Reading Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look. look. It's in a Sorry. book. It's Reading Rainbow. Now with a double entendre. 
Read this rainbow, bitch. Like, I just, yeah. I No, I, I think that's real. I think these conversations are really hard to have because it's hard to tell folks they need to do better yeah. in a really, like, genuine and authentic way. And then, to be honest, on the other side is the aggressor. Sometimes it's hard to be like, I'm the one who needs to do better. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn, it's me. Oh, I'm, I'm the bitch they was talking it's about. right like, here. Yeah, it lives here. Like that doing better-ness that needs to happen. It's, it's starting right here in my personals by myself. Hey. And, and you can still be harmed, honey bunny. You know, you right. can still be oppressed and wrong. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Say that one again. <laughs> You can still be <laughs> oppressed and wrong. <laughs> Let them know what you mean, though. <laughs> Let them know, because some people need to hear it. Turn this up, bitch. <laughs> Go ahead and turn this up. I mean, I think it was just baffling to me to hear how women were like, we're oppressed and we're being killed in the streets. And, you know, people need to come save us and rally around us. And so because of that, Fuck trans women. <laughs> In conclusion, I'm like, fuck wait, somebody else. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> like you picked that's up not, the wrong. That, you, that's not it. That's not what it is. Um, you missed I mean, a step I mean, in like, there. I mean, like, yes, that is like you are. Yes, being oppressed, but also you you are capable of of oppressing others. And I don't know if it's because yes. people have this weird thing where it's like, uh, as a black person, I can't be racist. You know, like, I, I don't know if it's like that same mentality that they applied to sexuality, but like, it's, I think it it's is not actually the same. Like, but, I, but, I, and I, for I me, right. And the nuances too, right? Like, okay, you're a black person, so you cannot technically be racist, but you can use your prejudice and the prejudice of the rest of the world to enforce racism. Yes, and that's can. what you do. Like, that's how colorism is a thing in the black community. Yep. Like, you know, preference some people want to, it's called colorism. And I, it, it's that same thing we use, um, like, like that post said, like if you're a, a woman enforcing all these things, like it's not your fault, but you really are upholding these harmful systems. Yes. Like, yes. so yes, you Which can be oppressed and wrong. Complicit. Like, yes. I, I think that is also the word of the day, complicit. It doesn't mean that yes. it is your fault. It does mean that you have impact. You know, that, that what you do and what you say can then impact, like, the negativity that you're trying so hard to fight in the first place. Like Yes. And I will also say that, like, just because complicit is the word of the day, I really need to break this down. Like, complicit... Break it. And I'm not going to give the dic- dictionary definition or anything, but, like, complicit is any time that you don't oppose the standard oppressive narrative. Like, really, just really absorb that. Because complicit is when somebody says faggot and you just let it happen as if that's cool. Mm. Because no one else said shit or because if they were offended, they would have said something. No, bitch. Sometimes it's paralyzing, okay? So sometimes you need to fix your mouth to be the one to say. And sometimes also recognize that even if you aren't a champion for that cause, you laughing when your mans makes a very transphobic remark encourages him like we were saying about the people on the internet like that makes him think that it's okay to keep dehumanizing trans people and so yeah like you might not be like 
trans fan 101 like waving a flag or anything but you are complicit if you're not saying hey that wasn't cool and you don't have to i think that's the thing like people get so uncomfortable about like the concept of complicity i'm not talking about destroying your whole thanksgiving dinner and bringing up a powerpoint slide about what it is to be trans all i'm saying is that you can gently be like i didn't find that funny I didn't find that funny. Or like, hey, I, I've taken to saying, when you're, I don't know what you do when you're not around me, but when you're around me, I'm not comfortable with you. As I'm not comfortable with you. As for me in my house, as, yeah, for, me, as and, for me in my presence, this is not okay. This is not and, Right. And you don't have to like banish them from your house and sage it when they leave or anything like that. You just have to say, I mean, sometimes you do, but you just have to say like, hey, that wasn't cool around me. If you need to understand why it wasn't cool, I, I could try to let you know. Maybe yeah. I can't. Maybe you should do your own research. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Um, but either way, that wasn't cool around me, and I don't want that shit in my circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's why, you know. So like, that's if, that. If you're ready for the here's why. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's incredibly real. I think, you know, there are several ways that you can gently check somebody and let them know that certain things are just not okay, you know, and in, in your, like, right. that there's certain things and certain language, um, and certain behavior right. are not okay. And it's not, you know, just because you're not the person out here, like knocking heads off, doesn't mean that you, you can't also like complicitly encourage the person knocking heads off. I think that's right. Like, that's just the point, you know, you, you said it much right. better than I did, but yeah, yeah, my dude. You, you it's to me, it's, and I, I really do hate when people like associate race and homosexuality all the time, but I do think it's an easy um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know how at the like presidential debate, they was all Trump, say you're a white, like denounce white supremacy, and he was like, stand back and stand by, proud yeah. boys. Yeah. And everyone was like, so does this make him a white supremacist? Even though we already know the answer. Yeah. And to me, it's like, when you niggas sitting there saying wild foul shit about whole populations of people, mm-hmm. not even individuals, just like talking foul about entire groups of people based on how they identify sexually or with their gender and you don't say shit, um, that's when the Proud Boys stand by. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think people really, really understand that. But like, yeah, you, like the whole silence is violence thing has real life application mm. because, because it does... It does fuel that. And it's so easy for people to, like, hatred is so easy to, like, pick up and pass on, right? And so I think that's part of it, too. But, yeah, you don't have to go crazy and shut it down and be disrespectful. You just say, like, that's not cool with me. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Not a fan of this behavior. I don't really allow it in my, in my space. And, and even sidebar it. Like, okay, I don't need to drag you in public if you feel right. like that's what's happening. Right. But, like don't say that shit and then if you want to talk about it like call me uh tomorrow and we'll right. walk through why this didn't work <laughs> right then not then bring out the power of the presentation that you, <laughs> that you did not use to destroy your thanksgiving dinner like right. the time when you bring out the power exactly you know? and yeah. and i guess my last thing is like also recognize you won't and they won't learn it all in one day anyway right so it's a it's a lifelong journey you know, like we're all learning and unlearning things. And, right now, and today. I get that it's, right, and I get that it's hard. You know, it's really hard to be like, wow, I was 
super fucking wrong about this or you know as a virgo let me tell you testify it is hard shit you know like i I wake up in the middle of the night like eyes just shoot open thinking about how wrong i was about shit and you're like do i tell them right from five years ago everyone has moved on but me um yes that's also like the power in you know shutting the fuck up sometimes Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes the issue is that you're loud and wrong you know what i mean Mm. like you know sometimes we be wrong and maybe you can quietly inquire you know right so that you so that you are not loud and wrong and then you know further down the line complicit in the harm that comes from being loud and wrong you know to certain communities um or within certain right so real shit real shit I am definitely working on that in my personal life. I told somebody recently, just today actually, I was like, I got to talk less, you know, so I can listen more. And, and I'm really, yeah, I, I like how you laugh because the person laughed as well and was like, <laughs> you, you going to talk less? And I was like, your reaction shows me that I need to. Like, to be honest, the fact that you think that's so wild as a concept is why I need to practice this because clearly I've have a lot more not talking to do. Mm-hmm. Whatever y'all do when you don't talk. I guess you I listen, think, I, I guess. Being, I think it's being intentional about the spaces in which you listen more and talk less. Absolutely. You know, I'm not yes. going to tell you to talk less. Um, this whole podcast depends on you talking more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, No, no, I feel you. I'm not going to zipper it. It's like, like in, intentionality <laughs> behind when you are quiet. Like maybe I, maybe yes. I don't have all the answers here. And maybe this is a time, like having a good discernment for when to shut the hell up. Like right. that's that's really what it's about. Like having better discernment in when to like pipe up and when to shut up. The time to pipe up when things are not okay. When mm. when people are making comments that you know are harmful or hateful or like like that, that's when you pipe the fuck up. Times yes. to shut up. When you're in the presence of people who have more knowledge than you about a subject that you know nothing about. That part. You know. Shut the hell up. Knowing those differences are important moving forward, you know. That's great. And I like how you laid that out, like, those times. And I, I guess I would also say, like, I've definitely heard this as commentary before, like, Look, the queers, they have a lot of vocabulary. It's really complex. I don't really understand everything. How am I supposed to defend them? Yeah. And I, and I think my thing always comes back to, like, as a humanist and all this stuff, if you feel like what someone is saying erases, dismisses, is blatantly disrespectful to or harmful to someone else's identity or dehumanizes them in any way... Yeah. You don't need to know what the terms are. You don't need to know whether or not having your, your boyfriend having sex with a trans person makes them gay. Right. You just need to know that the way everybody in that scenario is being talked about really dehumanizes them. Right. And that's all you need to know and that's all you need to share. Like, look, the way you're talking about other people without strip away the fact that they're queer or whatever. Yeah. You don't need to talk about other people in a way that's dehumanizing. And that's it. That's it. Like, that's the whole core of the conversation. That's, I couldn't, that's, that's it. That's that. That's it. That's that on that, period. Like, I got a pee, you got a change, you got a period. I got a period too, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that's on period. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Yes. There's so many ways to frame that. 
I've never really liked their phrase. I hated it from the beginning. I'm like, period, poo. I just also don't like it because nobody was saying poo outside of that statement. Right? I'm not out here calling people poo. Never. Not not once in my life. Actually, no, I'm lying. I I do have a poo. I do have, yeah. I do have yeah, a poo. okay. But I but I thought of it more as like a like a poo bear. Something about right. the period poo makes me think of like poo. Well, cuz they spelled it like poo bear. Now nah, they spelled it like poo poo. They spelled it Oh. Like I hate that. Yeah, it's like period. <laughs> Wait, I don't know that I oh, I thought you went with the p on the end too. Like p o o p. I'm like, ooh. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen nah, that in the history. They didn't like bitches is getting nasty. Okay, I, we all gotta we all gotta go somewhere. We do. <laughs> we do. Uh, this has been brilliant. This has been another episode of Shameless Conversations dot, 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 about pussy. I am retro, and I'm somebody. And you know we'll see you again in a in a week or something. Or uh, some something like that. Yeah. And um, so goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye.